spirit is rising, she's rising, she's rising. The spirit is rising, it's rising, it's rising. The spirit is rising, they're rising, they're rising. The spirit is rising, they're rising. Hi, Coven. Hi, Amy. Hi, Risa. <laughs> Uh, happy weekend of Imbolc. Yes. Happy Black History Month. Yes. Yeah. I think our panel will have come out by the time y'all hear this. Obviously, we record, like, you know, um, in advance of the day that episodes come out. So you will have already heard that panel of amazing, inspiring creators of the future of Black history. So... I hope that you got down with that. I, of course, am super into Imbolc because Imbolc for me is like, it's the real new year, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like um, the example that I often use is like at Imbolc, I know if I have enough firewood to get to the end of winter. Right. You know, at the beginning of winter, it's like a speculative. Will we have enough wood? Will we have enough wood? Will we have enough wood? And now I know, but it's also that like in the metaphorical sense, like this is the moment, not January 1st for me. Uh, and we've talked about this and talked to like January I, is a wash for me. Like, yeah. you know, I just like need to like sleep and sleep some more. <laughs> and so then for me, and especially like the, the groundhog day aspect of it is such an amazing metaphor because you stick your head out of your hole and there's like an option, right? Like either you see your shadow or you don't. And both both of those things are okay. Yeah. If like six more weeks of winter and you crawl back into bed, it's okay. Like make an assessment and then do what you need to do. Or, or, you know, or spring is coming. Let's hit the road running like let's and, and also I love the term spring into action like <laughs> you can either go back to high and hibernate or you can spring into action and it all depends on your like internal groundhog shall we say so I love I love groundhog day for that and also like the the movie groundhog day that Harold Ramis made with Bill Murray it's like if you don't make those assessments, then you're sort of doomed to relive the same day over and over and over again. Mm. You can't look back at your past and like recognize the mistakes that you made and and the victories too, like what you did right, what you did wrong. Then you're just going to live the same day over and over and over again. So I'm a huge Imbolc fan. It's it's one of my favorite Sabbaths. Because it is like the promise of a new day. But also, if you're not quite ready for that new day, it's cool. Like, you can sleep for six more weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling it. I'm not ready. I'm sleeping for six more weeks. Or sleeping, I don't know. But I was thinking if I had a prescription this week, but I didn't really listen to music this week. I didn't. The one thing I did that felt like really restorative and magical and something was... I just lay in the dark in my basement and I was really like you, the words I heard in my brain talking to myself were like, be a seed. Like you need to be a seed right now. Like just be a seed. Don't try to be anything else. Just be like a little wildflower seed under the snow. That's all you got. 
That's all you can do. Just like listen, just listen to the the constant patter in my brain. Listen to the house, listen to the creaking of the house in the cold, you know, listen to what's coming through maybe from the roots around from the earth. But like, I really, I hadn't done that in a really long time, but I just, I, I was gifted with 24 hours alone and I spent like 18 of them lying in the dark. <laughs> That's an excellent prescription. Y'all, if you have time, just lie in the dark for a bit. Mm -hmm. just be a little seed that's all I got (laughs) and you know it's it's funny too because when the snow melts and I start clearing away like the the leaves I don't remove all the leaves you know I like to pile them up on Mm -hmm. places where stuff's growing and around tree trunks and stuff so the snow has melted imagine it certainly has not melted I'm freezing um (laughs) But then when you clear away those sort of half rotten leaves from last year, those shoots are those shoots are shooting, you know, they're popping, they're growing. We can't see them. They're under blankets, but they're still growing. And so I feel like that's like your seed mentality is like you can still bloom and grow under a blanket. Yeah. And like the the, the correlation for me is also like it's research time. It's like, mm. and it's like playing with research time. It's not like I'm going to try to find out this one thing. This is like the curiosity part of research time. We, Amy and I, as part of the Missing Witches podcast, do a season dedicated to these meditations on our kinship with other species in the more than human world that starts in May. Does it start in May, Amy? March. <laughs> it starts in March. <laughs> um... And uh, so, yeah, we're deep in the research now. The the piece of research that's been like sort of cor- especially correlative to being a seed right now is playing with Ancestry.ca. You can do two weeks for free or like pay for a month and then cancel it after a month. Um, but just see what's in there. Click on the little leaf with the hints and see what the hints are and then go digging in the records. I found a a fourth great grandmother of mine in an industrial town in England that's described as being like at this t- at the time when she's there um like the 1850s is just being like a soup of gray like it's the heart of industrial England and on this document I found she's listed as the head of a household um so she has like six kids living with her but the husband's name is not on the census. Her profession is listed as butcher. Her son's profession is listed as butcher. And then living with her, she has like other kids and grandkids and daughter-in-law and their professions are variously listed as scholars and painters. So just I'm imagining, I don't know, it's so interesting to imagine these people why did they come to Canada? You know, what was that poverty that led them to be part of that land theft that was happening? What, you know, what what motivated her daughter to leave and what was she studying? And like, I don't know. It's so interesting just to sort of use those as points of research into where your people were part of, you know, maybe maybe labor movements you know them i know i found a grandfather that died in a workhouse these are like poor people's 
you know, when the after these laws came in in the UK saying that people didn't have a right to food, <laughs> it's like they were put in workhouses to work until they died. You know, those people are in us and I don't really know what it means for what I'm researching right now, but that's part of being a seed for me right now is just, I don't know, sending out strange roots, trying to understand where I am. Yeah. And there's, there's so, there's have been so many times where I've been like researching something specifically and then offhandedly encountered mm. something else that just tied in so completely and accidentally to what I was doing. You know, you don't know where the threads are going to tie together necessarily. And I, I love that about like learning. I also want to say like your ancestor who was the head of the household and listed as such, I love thinking about, you know, the speculative fiction of like life outside the patriarchal lens or taking off those glasses of patriarchal lens and lenses and like what, what can happen when we acknowledge that, you know, the mother is the head of the household and is teaching her trade to her children, whether it's butchery or scholarship or whatever it is. Like, no wonder you have that like powerful womanness about you that that's in your background i mean i think it's in all of us you know you go digging around enough and you find these clues like the other fun one i found is that uh, my fourth great grandfather's brother was samuel bass who is brad pitt's character in 12 years a slave so basically, basically, I'm related to Brad Pitt. No, even better. <laughs> yeah, just like a historic figure of emancipation, you know, of, of standing up for somebody whose rights had been violated and helping them gain their freedom. And, you know, the, the tradition in my family is that the woman whose name we know, who was his mother, was Hadronasani. And it checks out for where they were you know, um, where their house was listed, it's it's Haudenosaunee territory. It's It precedes the treaties. So they were definitely not on treated land. Um, and so then I'm like in the speculative fiction of that, imagining like this person who had the language to write these letters that helped get this man his freedom who and who saw the necessity of it. Maybe he learned about that from having a mom who was Hanunasani, you know, like maybe he learned about race because there was this like relationship and choice from her to teach him about that. I don't know. I like to imagine it. Yeah. And you know, my number one example that I always go back to is um, the Frankenstein, the novel, the, the mm -hmm. Mary Shelley and how, her father, they, they they lived at a time where you didn't educate your daughters, you educated your sons. But her father was like, F that, like, this is my child and they're going to have an education. And if he didn't make that choice, like, the world would have lost out on one of the greatest, like, horror, science fiction, whatever, novels of all time that has, like, reverberated through all of our, our pop culture. So abolitionists and again like frederick Douglass, who was like a big feminist obviously you know race was his major thing but he he was the same thing like no one is free unless we're all free and so he was like 
the only man, I think, at least the only man of color who, like, spoke at, like, a women's rally in the 1850s. Like, we have a choice to go against the grain. And when we do, like, look, look what can happen. Like, just when we when we make a choice to educate our children, when we make a choice to go against whatever the status quo is telling us that we know is not right, man, that's world-changing shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. So I brought two prescriptions. One is something that I promised I would talk about, and the other is completely alive from off center. Um, but the two prescriptions are like, which groundhog are you? Is it six more weeks of winter or are you ready to spring into action? So if you're a spring into action groundhog, I brought the Bell Rays Revolution Get Down. And I wanted to talk about this a little bit because last week I was talking about Lisa Kakaula, who was the singer for the Now Time delegation that Handle Me With Care song. But she was also in a rock and roll band, is, I think the Bell Rays are still active. Um, and it's just like kick-ass rock and roll. It's just kick-ass rock and roll. Every time I saw the Bell Rays, I wept because Lisa is this like high priestess like a high priestess of rock and roll who, again, we're trying to like get out of, you know, the language of religiosity, but I don't know what else to say other than that she is like delivering a sermon. She is delivering and doing deliverance work for us every time she's on stage. Um, Like I say, like I, I wept every time I saw the bell rays, I wept because of the sheer power of this person, Lisa Kakala, and th this band is the Bell Rays. She also was like, when the MC5 reformed, she sang with the MC5. Like, she's just one of the coolest people in the in the whole world. And obviously, the name of this song is Revolution Get Down. So you know, you know where she's going with this. But I, I want to just underscore this one line where she sings. Don't you treat me like I was born for nothing. And like listeners, Coven, like you were born for something. And don't let nobody tell you you were born for nothing. Don't let nobody treat you like you were born for nothing. Revolution, get down, get down, get down. If you're ready to spring into action, like Put this song on, do the revolution get down, and just understand that you were born for something and don't let anybody treat you otherwise, right? Now, if you're not there, if it's six more weeks of winter, I get that too. And so I brought actually a TV show, which I don't think I've ever done before. And if you know me personally, maybe you've heard me talk about this before, but this is like my safe, quiet beautiful landscape of television that I would love for y'all to get into. Um, it's called the Great British Pottery Throwdown. And so it really is, it's like, you know, like a reality competition show, like you imagine, but it's so sweet. There's none of this, like, let's create drama by putting the potters in, the, in a room and have them fight. Like, there's none of that super supportive they're all helping each other one of the judges is named um keith 
And he's this big burly guy in his leather apron. And every time the potter, one of the potters does something he really loves, he cries. Like he gets choked up. And I'm telling you all, if you just need to be under a metaphorical blanket of media, because obviously it's fucking fucked out there. Everything is so fucking scary. I mean, the news is terrifying and uh, paralyzing so if you need you need six more weeks of winter check out the great pottery throwdown and just like it really and again you know me like i have an anxiety disorder and this this show is like medication it's so well-intentioned it's so sweet they really are so supportive of each other and then of course again there's keith who's like weeping because someone made a really nice duck <laughs> that's shaped like a teapot shaped like a duck or whatever and then i'm so excited about this and it's so ridiculous they're doing a canadian version the CBC is doing a Canadian version that is starting on February 8th, and one of the hosts is Seth Rogen. Now, I'm not like, I'd never even really thought about Seth Rogen. Like, I, you know, what are, he's, he's a human that exists, and some of his shit's funny, and some of his shit's annoying. I never really thought about it. I do want to say I have fallen in love with him over the years because, one, he completely distanced himself vocally and publicly from James Franco when it came out that James Franco was, like, trying to seduce teen girls and stuff. Seth Rogen was like, I don't care. Fuck you, Hollywood. This is bullshit. I'm not, I'm not fucking with this guy anymore. Publicly, you know, which... And... <laughs> oh, Seth Rogen. He basically just, like, quit Hollywood to, like stay in Vancouver and smoke weed and make pottery. And that's how he got this job because he's like, no, not a map. Yes. Oh yes. I've and seen so him selling his pottery or like showing pictures on social media or whatever, yeah. but I didn't know that was his life. Now I'm so happy for him. Right. And like, what a great, <laughs> what a great like inspiration, you know, like we're so greedy as a species and we're so strivy as a species and this guy was like you know what this like a million dollar hollywood thing is not for me i'm gonna go make pottery and smoke weed and i'm sure so many of you who are listening are like me and that's like the dream <laughs> i just want to like go and like make little pots <laughs> and you know listen to my Joni mitchell records and be very fucking canadian <laughs> so Again, that starts on February 8th. I haven't seen it yet. I only saw the trailer. But if it's anything like the British version, which, again, please even just watch a clip if you need, like, something to lower your cortisol levels. It's such a safe and happy piece of media that I would love for you all to check out. And then, of course, on February 8th, we can all watch the Canadian version together. So. Way. Again, just to recap, you're a groundhog, you're seeing your shadow or you're not, you're six more weeks of winter or you're springing into action. So if you're springing into action, fucking bell raise, revolution, get down, let's fucking go. If you need six more weeks of winter, the pottery throwdown, 
where people make little teapots shaped like ducks and then the burly man cries. <laughs> <It's>... This is what <laughs> I need. yes. And if even if you're taking those time that time to, you know, be a seed for six more weeks, just remember that you're no even when you're not really paying attention, your little tendrils are reaching out. You're you're going down Wikipedia spirals, inspiring your creativity. Maybe you're getting your hands dirty with a pot. <laughs> Maybe you're like just learning about your own relationship to other species and other people and feeling your way into some more healthy kinds of relation. But all that stuff is revolutionary too. It's just the stuff that's happening quietly under the snow. Yeah. And, you know, the message, don't you treat me like I was born for nothing. If you Bless have left it. Hollywood to make pots <laughs> or if you have joined the revolution, you were born for something and, and a blessed Blessed fucking fucking day me on that. to that all day. <laughs> If you want to support the Missing Witches Project, join the coven. Find out how at missingwitches.com.